0: You're listening to the A Scully cast brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. I've got a new time management game for you on my desktop. Cake, Excellent. Cake Mania 4.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: You like um, mundane time <laughs> management jobs? Only me? No, I, I do like <laughs> <it>. Okay. <laughs> You've been playing uh, Burger Shop 2. Correct. For about two months now.
1: It's a pattern with me, remember? I played Checkers for about six zombies. months. Zombies. I played Zombies for about six months. I like to hang in there with my games. In fact, last night I got it to work at work. It was on my...
0: That's surprising. Drive. I took I it with did me. Did you uh, install it or my... did it just work?
1: Uh, it just worked.
0: Nice. So everybody... saved games. So if you work... Uh, somewhere, and you're not supposed to use things <laughs> on the computer. Um, Burger Shop Two is the one for you.
1: I hope they don't mind me using an extra copy of it that I bought, but whatever. They surely don't care.
0: It's just you just took the one off your computer and took it under. Yeah, it there. worked. All right, so it's Sunday, August the thirtieth. Uh, that was the pre-show um, <laughs> chat. <laughs> Sunday, August the thirtieth, two thousand and nine. This is after the show number eighty-five. Uh. <laughs> and uh, what was that? That was my you know and people who raise all everything oh, you say into a question. Make
1: everything a question.
0: After the show eighty five.
1: After show eighty five?
0: Anyway, the the movie we're gonna be looking at this week is State of Play on Blu-ray Disc. This is a two thousand and nine movie. It will be released on Blu-ray Disc and DVD on Tuesday the first of September, which is this Tuesday. And it's from our friends at Universal and you are gonna tell us what it's about. Mm-hmm. hmm
1: it is about... Ooh, it's complicated. Is a tough one. It is complicated. At the heart of it is, there is a story, a news story, and a crime uh, case brewing. And at the center of it is a congressman, Ben Affleck, and a reporter, what's his face? Gladiator.
0: <laughs> Maximus Gladiator. I was going to say Pontius
1: Pilate. I have no idea why I would call that. <laughs>
0: ah.
1: <laughs> Russell Crowe, and it's kind of like intrigue, and the congressman is involved with trying to um, investigate this big company that's trying to privatize Homeland Security. Kind of like the heart right, part one.
0: Those, it's in the news right now. The it's kind of like uh, mercenaries, isn't
1: it? Well, no. Trying to make a company,
0: <clears throat> a company, a out corporate
1: of... in charge of. I'm doing this synopsis. Hmm. Trying to make a corporation. In charge of actual sending soldiers to war and protecting our airports and stuff, instead of having it as our military. And uh, then, of course, off of that comes personal things. There's infidelity and the ideal of journalism and what it's about. And then there's that's you know and corruption and whatnot.
0: It's a thriller
1: it is a thriller yes
0: Yeah.
1: Um, oh I just thought of another recommendation I'll add it when the time comes I'll just say it right now because it's on there Enemy of the State I think is a good one I know we've recommended it before yeah similar but it has that feeling of there's always someone right something bad about to happen any time at the heart of and someone good is trying to just get through it to the, to the other end and so Enemy of the State that's my first recommendation
0: so um, this uh, movie is based on a BBC miniseries which went out a few years ago, by um, written by Paul Abbott, who, if you're a Brit- if you watch any British TV, you'll have seen stuff that he's wrote because he did write Shameless and Clocking Off, which is one mm. that we watched, oh, that's um, a good one. which was a really good about just everyday life in a factory. That one was about. Um, it's worth checking out if you can get it. I'm not sure if you can or you can't. It was a BBC show again.
1: Didn't last very long. I don't think.
0: No, but. This movie is a Hollywood version of that miniseries, which is a very British...
1: Not clocking off.
0: No, not that one. <laughs>
1: State, State of, of Play. State of Play,
0: which was a miniseries. Um, so yeah, this is a ho- very Hollywood version. Now, I did see a couple of clips of um, the English. I've never seen the English version, but the TV show. But I watched a couple of clips on YouTube and it's exactly what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. It's a very small, almost like a stage play, but on a TV show. But it looked quality. Bill Nighy's in it, and
1: uh, I love Bill Nighy. Honestly, I yes. just Oh my gosh, um, if he came to the door right now and said, "Dump that other British guy. I'm moving in." I'd be like, "Bye, Scully." Nice,
0: <laughs> thanks. I don't
1: know. Well, I'd think about it.
0: <laughs> what?
1: I'd think about it for a minute. I Yeah,
0: I'd move in with him too.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. <I'll> just <laughs> bring it on. We got a spare room.
0: So anyway, this movie is based on that TV show and Wait,
1: should I say who Bill Nye is? People might not know. He played Davy Jones in The Pirates of the Caribbean.
0: Yeah, and a lot, and and lot of other things. <laughs>
1: yeah, but I'm just saying that's the guy. Maybe yeah. it's that the tendrils that I really dig.
0: So, but but I don't feel like um even though I didn't see the original, I feel like this stands alone on its own. I don't think it's cuz they did change a lot apparently.
1: Well, you'd have to, because the other one's set in England, and this one's
0: <coughs> set in America. Well, you don't have to... Ch- I mean, that's just changing where it's based. But they changed characters, they turned what, a female into a male, they changed the way it works. But, anyway, forget all that. I really thought this was a good movie. Um, I was on the edge of my seat the entire time, I had no idea where it was going, I could see twists... I mean, it is a twist-and-turn movie. There's a twist-and-turn probably every five minutes. Oh, I disagree. In the main, in the the second act, I would say there's a twist. I would say there's a twist and turn. You disagree. I I um, think there is. Um, <clears throat> you will never you will never know where it's going. It's it's almost like, well, you might. But the first part is you're looking at me as no. A,
1: I'm just listening to you.
0: Uh, it, yeah, well, I'm, I'm just afraid everybody. you're going to
1: say something that. You know, no, though, I but thought, I, don't I thought
0: you was looking at me as though how can you not? How could you not? Oh that no, no.
1: Then? Sometimes, yeah. I mean, but how, no. how
0: could you have not seen that coming?
1: Sometimes, I think the quality of the movie keeps me from seeing through it, whereas some other movies aren't well put together. Well, and let's uh,
0: let's uh, use a example. Um, two weeks ago, that movie, which was by the same writer actually, Tony Gilroy. Um, that one didn't keep you guessing, really, did it? Which one was it? The one with Clive Owen.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, no. What was that one? (laughs) Julia Roberts.
0: Duplicity. Duplicity. Yeah. Duplicity. Duplicity. Um, With a D, not a G. Whereas that was by the director, Tony Gilroy, and this one was screenplayed by him. So, um, I thought this one was much better.
1: Gilroy also
0: wrote the Bourne movies. Screenplays. Screenplays. Robert Ludlum wrote the books. But, um... Yeah, this one is much better than that one. I mean, mean, it's totally on a different level than that one.
1: And you're you're drawn along to try to figure out things because at the core, work the core, is a reporter trying to get at supposedly the truth or not the truth or at least some information. So you're kind of along with him and this other reporter, McAdams Chick, to figure out what's going on. So just by the nature of that you're always trying to figure it out because they're trying to figure it out and you think they're nailing it and they think they're nailing it and then you're like wait but but
0: but but so and and it's a fine line between a like you say a a story and a
1: crime investigation
0: case yeah like a like there's a is it this is it that right because there
1: are murders in the beginning yeah and then there's the controversy and then there's you know it's all kind of crisscross which isn't real life I mean think about it
0: Um, a credit to this movie too a lot of these type of movies lose me completely because I'm not really a politics kind of person but I felt this one um, never left you thinking I don't know who that is or what was that you know what do you know what what I'm feeling Yeah, yeah. sometimes you do sit there thinking when they mention a name and you're like even Bourne the last Bourne movie I was (laughs) a bit confused Yeah. yeah this one I never felt even though it is very, very complicated. Everybody crosses here, crosses there. There's a bit of this, a bit of that. Some things are just f- said to you in one line of dialogue. I got everything, Mike. I, do, you know what I, mm. do you know what I'm saying? So I think that's a well-crafted... There's something well-crafted. Here's a movie. You know when you was talking about... You just had an other recommendation. Here's a movie that gives me the vibe of this. Um, Aaron Brockovich. Oh, yeah. There's another one which uh, I really liked. Um
1: more subtle but the same kind of like you're on it for a ride following along with the this. Yep.
0: like you feel like you're in the back pocket of the journalist just she's not a journalist but going there she
1: works for a lawyer yeah trying to find there's out there's a journalist you're... in that movie is there
0: yeah Albert Finney is it no that's her boss he's a lawyer no not Albert Finney <laughs> there's a journalist in that movie writing it up right
1: I don't remember
0: a long I do time, not remember long time ago <laughs> probably ten years ago that movie right it's a while I would
1: say, but anyway, that's one. Aaron Brokovich, enemy of the state.
0: Yeah. Have you run
1: out of things to say?
0: No. <laughs> you're just. No, it's just <laughs> you giving me a look as though I don't
1: know. I'm not, not looking at you. What is wrong with you? I'm not looking at you at all.
0: Yeah, just, I mean,
1: I'm looking at you. I can look over there. I can look over here. Is it better?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, this movie. Maybe I'm looking.
1: Maybe you're not used to this look because I completely agree with everything you're saying. Now, that doesn't happen very often, except for the one thing you said. I'm with you. Which so thing? you're not used to this look.
0: Well, so what did you think of this movie? I really
1: liked it. I really liked it. I felt like I was. For some reason, in the beginning, at the very beginning, like when it's the credits thing comes on, my mind was elsewhere. Oh, like how can that thing.
0: happen when you're watching a movie? No, no,
1: no. At the very beginning, like, when, it very, when the logo of the movie comes up and everything, and my mind was just somewhere else. I would just sat down, and I was still thinking of whatever I was thinking of. And then I just looked, and then there's the the wide shot of the city at night, and then I was just like, you know, like that, and I was in it. And then I thought, hmm, this, it's I don't even know why, instantly. I was, like, intrigued. Yeah. Even from that moment. And then the chase, the guy in the beginning... That was awesome. That was like the most severe little chase. Because it's not
0: spoiling anything. The beginning of the movie, which is like the first minute, a guy gets killed, um, and he gets
1: hit by a car, and he gets hit by a motorcycle, and he runs through a store, and he knocks a bunch of shelves. But really, and they keep saying the director is like a documentary in person. Yeah, and you kind of get because you're following this kid, and it's kind of it's really intense. And then I was it. I was hooked because then I thought, I mean. Someone getting knocked off at the beginning of a movie in a dark alley with a silencer gun and a silver suitcase. Then you're like, okay, is this going to be really whatever? And but the flip side of that was, it, I was already so into it because the chase was really well shot and the city looked really awesome, like kind of gritty. And so then I just bought into it uh, instantly. So it and was-
0: it, it, I'm just thinking, it as the feel of this movie, the pacing, and the way it is, it's, it's kind of unlike other movies that I've seen like this. It was done. It's almost seemed to, like, um, mm. switch it up. What? 16
1: blocks also reminds me of it a little bit.
0: Uh, not me, but... Uh, do you mean the way it's shot? Uh,
1: the the thing where you, like, it pulls back and you get, like, the slowdown and then you go the da-da-da-da-da and then you pulls back and you get, like, a human story and then da-da-da-da, you know?
0: Yeah, but this was, like, you know... It's not an action movie by any means. There are a few action scenes. Yeah. Very, very few and far between. But the, what the action actually is, is the... Um, I mean, it's not a courtroom movie. I'm thinking, is yeah. it? Is it the court scene? No, because it's not a courtroom movie. The action is basically the journalists... Every little shred of information that, that they keep turning up is the action. Yeah. Just every little lead that they go in. And it actually shows you um, how good journalists... A super meticulous, like you have to be. And like the Russell Crowe characters, kind of his life is kind of a jumble y, kind of chaotic, Pack rat. but he focuses. When he, yeah, that, and that's the deal, isn't it? That's how a lot of these. It also has a
1: big statement about the difference between bullshit tabloid journalism that everybody gets into these days and true news that is meant to inform the public of wrongs that are happening in your society. There's a difference. Now, And he's, of course, old school, and then Charlie meets up
0: with... Yeah, he's not the type to write any bullshit. It has to be all proven, and he has to have... And
1: blogging, you can tell from the very beginning, he kind of sneers because the Washington Post has their own blog and this young reporter, and he's like, well, it's not a blog. In In "Mm, fact, there is
0: this uh, thread of old school newspaper, new school Mm -hmm. newspaper, um, and the death of newspaper. Yeah. Which, it's going to happen sooner or later, surely, right?
1: I hope it doesn't.
0: I hope it doesn't, because it is a... it's yeah, and if
1: people complain because you're using too much paper, well, we've got a lot of other paper sources. Just recycle all that shit and print it up. Because I, I just think... I don't read the newspaper all the time, but there is something I about read it. it. When you get a Sunday paper and you open it up, and it's different than sitting in, at your computer, and it's different than reading a magazine or you know watching TV.
0: And I was saying to you earlier about, yes, we can go to CNN or turn CNN on to get news any time of day, and we'll get the news. But, you know, because... We're in this. We're in a society now where we want everything immediately. A lot of news is wrong. It's never. It's not fully researched. It's like, oh, Michael Jackson is dead. Exactly. Immediately when there's just a slight hint that he's dead, or you know, I said yep. to you, I think Michael Jackson's dead. Somebody's saying it here, CNN or somebody.
1: And it was hours later. Before it, was it was literally confirmed.
0: hours later when he when he was dead. And so. he
1: could not. Have, he might not have he, been. No, exactly. So <laughs> you
0: know, we're we're in a time of where. I think that credibility that Russell Crowe stands for is kind of an old school deal. And that that is good that the movie has that to say at the site. Because I don't think that's its main intention.
1: It also points out there is validity to the blogging thing or the online news reporter versus the... There is, there is um, respectability there as long as the person doing the story is doing it with the... The reason that... The old school reason. Not just, let's get this on here and let's uh, get people to hit our website. And so, wherever you read a story, as long as the person who's writing it has got, like, the integrity and the sources... I mean, it's kind of saying that. It doesn't matter that it's online or that it's in the paper. It can both be trustworthy as long as the person is trustworthy. So, I like that. That they didn't totally knock the online news sources or anything No, like no, that.
0: they didn't funny. knock any. It was just... It was pretty subjective. But, yeah. like... And he didn't...
1: And it's subtle. It's not like an overt thing. You just kind of pick up on it.
0: Yeah, you do. There's two different sections of the... Yeah. That workforce. Um, So, in general, I think it was really well crafted, the movie. Like, I think it was put... The fact that such a complicated story didn't lose me at any point. And I was actually interested all the time. And every time a little snippet of information come up, I was like... Oh, I was thinking something about that. And, you know, yes that was something that I was thinking but not exactly what I was thinking so there was quite a few twists for right. me like because I, I didn't exactly nail it there was a few things towards the end
1: yeah that's when I started going where, whoa, whoa, whoa 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 where whoa. I
0: was like wow this is really unraveling and <laughs> what he has that to say oh I didn't exp- that's what I'm getting about yeah. with the twist there was there is a lot of it um it's the kind of movie that you have to give your full attention to there's none you can't um, you know don't have your
1: kids roaming around and just get on the phone or eat your, I mean, you can eat your dinner but don't pause
0: it's the kind of movie that <laughs> sitting in the theatre like you know undistracted well you, yeah. could, say undist- you could say the theatre's undistracted but it probably isn't but sitting on your own and watching it yeah because I think you could, if you miss 10 minutes of it because you're on the phone I think you're done aren't yeah you? and
1: there's a lot of subtlety there's a lot of acting things we'll get into I'm sure with yeah. the crew cast part but there's a lot of that that builds it up a
0: lot. Yeah, totally. It's a detail as well in this movie. Like the sets are yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I could have
1: swore. I swear to. I swore in my mind. Oh, the Washington Post or some other major newspaper. I'd let, let them. them come into their so office I- at night when everybody's gone. Not that everyone would leave from a newspaper, but in my mind, I'm like, wow, they really. That's awesome because they let them shoot at the printing press side and now they've let them in the office and then you find out nope it's all set direction sound I was like stage, wow they
0: um, used the whole sound stage to make a newspaper room which looks amazing it's like um, like we said every single last bit of
1: yeah he said he described it as if you have seen all the president's men and you think of those um News. That newspaper, newsroom. Now, think of that 18 years later or 17 years later where it's gotten dustier and more worn down and people have been working in there and living in there days on end working. That's what they had in mind. That it was like unpolished version of it. And that. that's
0: exactly what the, what you get. It's
1: and it's just like any big bank of cubicles that you go in any office building. It's when you look over over the top of it it's a bunch of geometric shapes and they start looking and every cubicle is just full of shit
0: cluttered as hell
1: yeah totally and that's how they did it
0: yeah so um, moving on to the cast of the movie and I think this is a fantastic cast I can't think of anybody in it who was bad no nobody and like they're all actually really well picked for the roles too I think Um, so first we've got Cal McCaffrey who's played by Russell Crowe I really like Russell Crowe a lot of people do not like Russell Crowe I've always liked him um you know he uh I, I feel that this character is kind of what he's like <laughs> I think he is a bit ruffled um, ruffled yeah I think he, I really think he is
1: but why couldn't he have just been Australian
0: yeah the accent's a bit I, <laughs> well, I, can't I you know they, what I, she I got, was
1: a, a, and what's her name Helen Mirren she's British
0: yeah why can't they just I, I got podcasts? over the accent after about a few minutes I kind of went with it I,
1: oh I, I went with it but why
0: Yeah, you know, when he was in his car at the beginning playing his Irish punk music and driving, I was thinking, and and then he said some stuff to himself. I thought, oh, don't do that, because that's like a terrible act. And then I, I forgot about it, so I don't think it was that bad.
1: Oh, no, I'm not saying it was bad. I'm saying, oh. why couldn't he just be Australian? Yeah,
0: why couldn't he? Yeah, really. Why
1: couldn't, I mean, he went to college, say he came to co- to go to college in the U.S. We've and he's said been this here before. For, yeah.
0: for some reason, <laughs> it never happens, does it?
1: I mean, they've already taken a British story and turned it American. Why can't the lead guy be an Australian and yeah. his boss is British? And the sidekick, not sidekick, I won't diminish her role, because it was actually quite a good role uh, for Shelley McAdams. But, I mean, she's American, so why couldn't he just be what he is and not add that extra layer of, you know...
0: So and then there's um on the other side of the fence there's Ben Affleck who plays Stephen Collins, who's um a se a, what is he, a senator or a polit- congress Congressman, that's what you call it. Um absolutely Ben Affleck could be a congressman in my eyes. He looks <laughs> he's the typical He's got the look of a, a He looks
1: like he's going to bullshit you at any time. Yeah, I like well, He's going to give you some schmoozy answer about some question and that he can charm you. Like in the one scene where he's moving close to his wife when they're about to have a news conference and he steps close to her and yeah, I'm thinking, pretty. oh, she's going to like totally... But there's some something charming about him that makes her just stand there and he kind of moves close, goes to touch her hand and of course she pulls it away. But you get that vibe of him. He's really tall and like... Really chiseled now, you know. I mean, they wear, he, They put him in all those suits with the really straight, cornered shoulders. It wasn't, and him,
0: it wasn't in Pearl Harbor for nothing, as the hero <laughs> guy. You know what I mean? He's got that chiseled yeah. American look to me. I, I'm, I mean, I'm not saying that that's all he's good. You've always he, been
1: an Affleck fan, though. So to your yeah, and I bias. think his
0: performance in this is really good. I think I think it's. Um,
1: I think there are moments I actually saw in his face. I'm not shitting you. When he's in a scene with Russell Crowe and talking and Russell Crowe's and they've got like a two shot where they're, you know, it's not like over the shoulder thing. And I, I swear to God, if I could ever speak to him and say, in this one scene, because I remember it specifically, were you thinking to yourself, oh my God, I'm in a movie face to face with Russell Crowe. <laughs> I better not suck. Because there are moments when I just feel like he's got that on his mind. Like, oh my God. Like yeah. Russell Crowe was just really, really, really good with that line. And I need to really, you know, and he was fine.
0: He's on it as totally... Nobody else shows each other in this movie. Nobody else. I think
1: there are moments, a couple, when he's a little... I don't know, he just needs to let go a little bit more. That's all I could say to him is... Don't, don't you
0: think that's part of that character, though? Bit oh, reserved, maybe, yeah. bit reserved, bit... um...
1: congressman trying not to lose his shit.
0: Yeah, and then... And when he does, it's really good. Yeah, there are, yeah exactly, yeah. <laughs> so I really like him, but I am an like fan, um...
1: All the way back to Chasing Amy. All the way back to Mallrats, in fact.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you don't see him a lot nowadays. In fact, I said to you the other day, we're not seeing Ben Affleck for a while, and there he is. And he's going to be in
1: the next, uh, another one coming up as well. Is he? Long hair.
0: Oh, yeah, the new Mike Judge movie. Right. Yeah. Which I can't remember the name of. Extract. Yeah, correct. There you go. Um, Now, then we've also got uh, Rachel McAdams. Rachel
1: McAdams. Who plays
0: Della Fry. Well, maybe because she was called Della, you Shella, Della... Um, Shala, that's my sister. (laughs) So Rachel McAdams plays the blog journalist for the paper, who's Russell Crowe's. What would you say?
1: She's kind of the stereotypical. No, I'm not just a cute, fluffy reporter. I'm actually tough inside, kind of thing. So you get that right away, instantly. You know, okay, she's going to prove herself to him, and blah blah blah. But she's really good. Yeah, yeah. She's actually really good. I was totally every time she came. What have we seen her in before? She was in Mean Girls, right? Mm. Wasn't she one of the mean girls?
0: I don't know. I I I know I've seen her in stuff. Yeah. Right. I think I've seen her in a horror film or something. Maybe.
1: Right? Keep talking. I'll look her up.
0: Um, but yeah, in this she. While we're looking up. I'm looking up her. Rachel
1: McAdams.
0: Oh, she- Shelly McAdams. But mm. no, in this uh, she is. She's kind of. Uh, she the character grows a lot from the beginning to the end. I feel. Oh like, yeah. And you see it happen. You know. Right, is it a horror movie that she was in? I
1: don't know, give me a second, give me a second, give me a second! Wedding Crashers.
0: Yep, that's how I remember in that.
1: The Notebook, which we haven't seen. Mean Girls. The Hot Chick. She was the girl in Hot... One well, of the girls in the Hot Chick. Perfect Pie. My Name is Tanino. Guilt by Association. Um... Shotgun Love Dolls.
0: No, we won't, we won't know any of that. Anyway, yeah, no, so yeah. Mean Girls and... Um, no horror movie, though. I swear it's a horror movie.
1: Red Eye? Red Eye. Red Eye. That's that what I know it yeah. from. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which isn't necessarily a good movie or anything. No.
1: I mean, it had its moments. It alright. But it was a little bit lackluster.
0: Yeah. And it kind of... Trying was, too the hard. was kind of weird. Way
1: right? trying... Well, I like the dude, but it was trying way too hard.
0: Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. <laughs> so
1: that's Rachel McAdams.
0: <laughs> yeah, so she... Yeah, she's good in this.
1: Really she, good. She's, Actually, she's just
0: a young journalist who is in over her head at some point. Like, I mean, it gets...
1: Mm-hmm. I disagree with that one, but
0: um, I think she. Totally I can't give it her. away, but yeah, there there are there is an in over your head. There are some moments of mm-hmm. it, but yeah, she. Um, you Completely
1: know, compelling when she's asleep and he wakes her up, and she's just laying there like and her our glasses are all crooked, and her <laughs> she's like,
0: "What? Yeah,
1: why are you calling me?" Yeah, and then just good. moments like that, really good.
0: Um, then we've got uh, Helen Mirren as uh, Cameron Lynn, who's like the boss lady, um, the queen. Yeah, well, <laughs> more than that, the prime yes, suspect woman <laughs> for for many years. Uh, right? Yeah, I wouldn't know that. No, that is a good TV. If you want to see a good English TV show, Prime Suspect with Helen Mirren, that it's it's like um, I can't I'm trying to think of an American equivalent to that. CSI? No, not really, because it's not no not flashy at all. It's just Beretta. It's almost like this movie, but edge
1: of your seat kind of yeah, intrigue yeah like, like
0: intrigue yeah like that but it's, it's really good Um, I think it lasted about six or seven years but um yeah she Helen Mirren is Helen Mirren you know what I mean it's like she's excellent but I know what I'm gonna get from her kind of uh, you know
1: quality in this one she's like a ballsy she's the ballsy editor of the paper gives him shit um has to make some decisions here and there and she cusses a lot
0: but an excellent <laughs> You know, it, it was definitely a good move to put her she in She has a lot path. of
1: authority, just as yeah. it seems like to me, the way that she even is. She's so the queen, that... for guys. sake. <laughs> She's the queen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got Robin Wright Penn as Anne Collins. I told you this was a good cast.
1: I'm, I've am i been in love with Robin Wright, Robin Wright Penn since Princess Bride, and I always will be. I just... Oh, what was the name of that movie? She's so lovely. There's my other... Yeah, other yeah. Oh my God, that's awesome. It's intensely...
0: And what's is Robin Wright, Ben, Sean Penn's... Ex-wife sister? now. Not sister? No. Ex-wife? Yeah. See, sister. That. It was a sister, don't I? No, it?
1: they've been married forever, and I think they just recently got divorced, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know that for a fact, though.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Well, um...
1: I yeah, love her. She's, she's good.
0: She plays Ben Affleck's um, character's wife. Ex-wife. Wife? Wife. Yeah. Um, was she
1: the wife in Unbreakable? Was that another woman? I think it was her, wasn't it?
0: I don't remember. Bruce Wills' wife. Don't remember. It's been a Love long time. I that movie. Um, yeah, she... Uh, another good... And you know I put down there's a lot of people in this movie there's yes. some anonymous famous people who are also excellent who oh yeah tell the, chief,
1: the police chief guy I love him yeah, love yeah, yeah. him I think he's yeah, there's, awesome
0: yeah there's, a, there's quite a few where you go oh I know Officer you know,
1: Brown I think I really like him I don't know what I've seen know him know in him before
0: at- I mean I felt like I'd never seen him before but I really oh
1: I know him. I've seen him and he's really he's really natural and like funny and like kind of hits on Rachel McAdams a little bit And then bit, the fi- really good
0: the final two people uh, I put it down were Jason Bateman as Dominic Foy um He's awesome. Yeah, do you know that character he played in Smoking Aces? <laughs> yes,
1: with the rabbit suit. It reminds and... me of yeah, that exactly. guy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like a total slea. Well, in that one he wasn't a sleaze bag. No, but he just kind of got caught with the plushy outfit and Still he's an alcoholic. It, yeah, so creepy. Smoking Ace is another good one. But in this one he's a total sleaze bag. Fucker. Yeah, I mean
0: total a press a PR person.
1: But kind of just sleaze his way into that. Even I think, and you got the I got the idea from his character and the way he did it. That when you do see news stories where they say the source has not been revealed about whoever said this about Congressman whatever, you're thinking that's the guy, yeah. some sleazy fucker who wants a big wad of cash for telling whatever tales. He'll say anything, won't he? Yeah, exactly. And he did it really, really well because he has to play like he's kind of like okay, and then he's getting a little bit wasted because he's taking some prescription drugs, and then when he's waking up. Yeah. And he's like totally like, what the But he's really good. I love Jason Bateman too. Awesome.
0: And then finally, Jeff Daniels as uh, George Fergus, who's Dumber from Dumb and Dumber.
1: Yeah.
0: That? <laughs> That's what I remember.
1: <laughs> or was he dumb? I
0: don't <laughs> know. Which one's dumb? I don't know. They're both dumb. kind of dumb, aren't they?
1: I don't even remember him from that. You know, I remember him from most recent, it's RV. Because he's like the crazy singing.
0: Oh, yeah, Husband, yeah. you know. See, I always across. remember him from Dumb and Dumber, but, I mean, he's been in a lot of things. But everybody knows yes. who Jeff Daniels is. I uh, like
1: him, too, and he was good. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah, and really good. And another person who I, like Ben Affleck, fit into, is another person who <gasps> yes. fit into that look and that role and the authority he had when he talked, you know, you felt like it was somebody important.
1: But then when he st- starts to show a little more true colours, you're like, yeah, he totally fits that,
0: too. One of like,
1: my dual thing. Yeah, about. one of my
0: favourite scenes is where they sit Ben Affleck down to give him some coaching kind of.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And the way he says the line. way he says that whole thing to him. It's almost intimidating but not as a friend. Like with him. Intim- yeah, it's really it's yeah, a good yeah. scene that it's really good. Um so, I like yeah. Jeff
1: Daniels.
0: Yeah, so that's as I said, awesome cast. I can't even you know, awesome. every every time somebody new popped up I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know like you know, wasn't anybody bad. I can't think of anything bad in it, acting.
1: Um, excuse me. The only one was the... guy. The shooter guy. When he actually ended up talking, I thought he was a little bit too... something. I don't know.
0: Mm. Silence
1: was best for him,
0: maybe. (laughs) Yeah. And I have seen him before in television or something, but... uh, And the director of this movie is uh, Kevin MacDonald, who also directed The Last King of Scotland, which I've not seen. I hear it's really good, but I've not seen it. Um, Oscar nominated. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and as I said earlier written by Paul Abbott but adapted by the uh, Bonga, guy the Gilroy guy um, I thought it was well directed and here's an interesting thing because we reviewed the Blu-ray disc and there was I was watching the movie because I have to give it a look of. I write a bit in the review about the quality of the video and I was watching the movie thinking this is really inconsistent this movie because sometimes it's blurry sometimes
1: not blurry like blurry no but sort of old school looking. sometimes it
0: looks a bit unfocused though I'm saying like not the blu-ray the camera when they're filming it looks kind of unfocused yeah. one
1: foot one sometimes, element's really crispy clear and everything else is a little blurry
0: sometimes it looks really awesome high def and I was thinking to myself why is it like that did, did they have two cinematographers I was thinking you know did they film one with one unit one with another unit because it actually seems different and I don't it's not the disc and then we watched the extras, and the guy said, we filmed the... Cinematographer. The, the cinematographer. who you could tell was really into... Yeah. The it, said, we took two different cameras, and because the two main people who we're dealing with are two totally separate kind of lifestyles and lives, Russell Crowe's, we used a, like, a defocused real film camera. Handheld
1: a lot of times.
0: Um, and then... Ben Affleck stuff we used a high definition super sharp depth of focus is really high camera and it really shows because there were some times where I was like ooh yeah this. Russell
1: Crowe's are always murky and a yeah. little bit like there's always a bit of very he's shadowy. always the focus he's always the focus and everything else is a little bit darker and grimmer and and blur not blurry like blurry but you, out your focus, eye is taken like. to him no matter what. Yeah. Whereas in Ben Affleck's world...
0: It looks like he's on television, is that what he said. And,
1: that's what, and the guy said, we we wanted to present it the way people are presented with politics on TV, with this sort of ultra-realistic, overly... Very sharp. Not a lot of quality detail, whereas in Russell Crowe's side, there's always like that, you're, you're a little more leaned forward to see what's going
0: on. So I was preparing for a really bad... Um, I was... You know, I, I was hoping there was some kind of explanation, and I was gonna r- go and look it up. Even that this film looked different from scene to scene, and I, I, I knew watching it, this isn't anything to do with the disc. Like people say, oh no, this is a bad transfer. I knew it wasn't that, and now I'm glad because I didn't want to misinform somebody.
1: Yeah, it wasn't really scene to scene, but you know, when you sometimes went from, when Affleck when F- 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 like was the focus. Yeah it was one way and when what's face was the focus it was another
0: and way. it was something that was i was thinking about and then when he explained it i was like thank you cuz the cinematographer <laughs> often doesn't pipe in in the uh, yeah. extras you don't ever hear from them um unless it's something very visual like amelie or something you know um very visual like all movies are not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're moving pictures remember Correct. Motion like a pictures. flick book aren't
0: they it? it's actually a flick book <laughs> it's not radio so, um let's move on to the D V D extras or the Blu-ray extras as we saw the Blue it's um pretty I'm I'm I don't like these covers. I've I've kinda gone off them, you know. Similar
1: the, to Duplicity, just a bunch of faces in boxes pasted together.
0: Yeah, it's really boring kinda boring. This came out this came in the same package of, as duplicity, interestingly enough. <laughs> this and that, so um yeah, it's uh your standard let's get this one out. Now from what I can tell this didn't do very well in theatres. Um, it's a shame because I think it's really high quality but like this kind of film doesn't I, I, it doesn't pull in the crowds does it this kind of movie nowadays? I guess
1: you have to take into consideration when it came out what else was going on what time it was of year, it was early this year
0: beginning of this year Um, and you know when they always put like a little quote on the box and it'll say something like a gripping thriller you know when I'd finish watching it I was going to say to you if I had to put a little quote on the box I'd say like Something like that, I, you know, right. s- keeps me on the edge of my seat. Or because it really, I think it really does. So it's successful in a thriller. And on the back here, it says it's a um, smart, ingenious thriller. People can't come up with anything interesting. <laughs> no. So extras on this uh, disc are not that many, to be honest. But
1: just enough. But I what wasn't is, that interested in well, making
0: them. A- to be honest, I was very interested in knowing more about the BBC. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not there's mention of it but not really anything in detail but what you get is deleted scenes which actually amounts to two deleted scenes both don't really matter no um, they're fine but they're not going to add they're anything they're
1: referred to in the movie so it's they not don't add
0: anything to the experience and second is the making of State of Play which I actually really liked because it was less of the flashy like let's show you what it's for HBO kind of special it was more like the director's really talking to you, and here's the cinematographer, like I said, and, and everybody who's involved, kind of, Affleck, I didn't see no talking no. head, Affleck wasn't there. Russell Crowe? No. They no. weren't there, were they? No. They kind of gave me the illusion that they were, but they weren't. <laughs> so yeah, Ooh. it's the director, the producer, the cinematographer, but I feel like it gave you quite a lot of detail into how this movie was made, and he even talked about the source material didn't show you any clips from the BBC show, which was a bit disappointed from. But maybe they didn't have any mm. clearance for it. Um, then there's U Control, which is Universal's. You know, now
1: watch uh, the movie again and go through scene by scene or chapter by chapter and pick which feature you want to watch.
0: And it's what's in what's actually included on U Control is a picture-in-picture picture thing, which is behind-the-scenes stuff similar to the documentary but more in depth. Yeah, and it applies to the scenes them. in the movie. And then, secondly, there's a Washington D.C. locations, which uses the Google Maps thing to show you whereabouts these scenes in the movies right. are for real. Life.
1: And a little bit of tr- information about that place. Like one of them yeah. was, "This is shot in front of the oldest standing building in Washington." And then another one would say, like, "You know, this is the this was put here in 1935 or whatever." Yeah. So You get a little bit of pop-up information, and on it shows on the map where the characters are running or driving or sitting at.
0: And um, that's it for extras. Audio and video I thought was really good. It's, again, it's a Blu-ray. I think in the
1: beginning there was really shitty audio. You could barely understand what they were saying. I know what you were and saying. And a lot of the voice, a lot of the looping is really bad. Yeah. Where you're looking over a shoulder and they're talking. Their mouths aren't moving with uh-huh. the words. And some distant shots where they're talking... And it's like you're looking through a window at them. Their mouths aren't matching. Well, and I always think, what the
0: hell? That's not a Blu-ray thing. That's like no, a, no, no. An that's editing an thing. editing thing. Yeah. But what was a, a, th- a funny thing was at the beginning there was some kind of obsession with like let's have helicopters flying by all the time. Like at the beginning, did you know, did you notice no. there was there was about three or four scenes at the beginning where very important dialogue scenes were happening, but helicopters were flying by. Now I'm not sure if that's just a DC thing. Helicopters should be all they wanted to had Probably this paranoia military kind of deal but the helicopters were mu- what
1: was a crime scene
0: yeah well the helicopters were muffling what people were saying especially the very beginning scene where Russell Crowe yeah walking but they up.
1: just have to amp up the volume but they didn't I mean really it was really hard to understand him sometimes and it wasn't matching only as well. at the beginning I thought yeah there were a couple other times yeah this hearing them was fine but that looping thing sometimes
0: that looping thing's in a lot of movies it isn't is. it um,
1: you'd think by now they'd get it right yeah.
0: Yeah, and I tend to notice it more, like you say, when you're behind the person and you can see the lips fly. Yeah, when you're looking, watching the their side. jaw
1: and the side of their mouth. And it obviously, match, they've, or- they've filmed this from different angles, right? So you've got the dialogue from one of those takes. And now you're looking over the person's shoulder looking at the face of the other person. But in the meantime, I might be talking and you're looking over my shoulder. Well, my mouth doesn't match the words that are coming out because maybe I said it differently that time or maybe we changed the line around and it's just really irritating. It's like, did, did no one notice that? Seriously. Well, let, well,
0: let's not say this is a, a fault of the
1: Oh, day. no, no, no. No, it's not the Blu-ray problem. It's just an editing and yeah, it is, and,
0: and it's something that's in a lot of movies. Even probably your favorite movies that are your most favorite movies ever. You'll probably see some of that. It's, it's in, one of those shitty things Wars now that now that I've
1: mentioned it and you've never noticed it, you might start noticing it, oh, so I've I apologize got, for that. I've always noticed it and
0: it's always kind of bugged me, but then I kinda of got to a point where it's in so many movies now and you know they have to pick from what they've got yeah. without refilming or re stuff. It's um sometimes you just have to deal with it, don't you? Even yeah. Star Wars has got a lot of it. Go back yeah. and watch original Star Wars, there's a lot. In fact I watched the documentary on Star Wars this week and the guy who the guys who cut it together, who weren't George Lucas, the guys who edited it, there was so little footage because they were re- the movie was like really badly made and stuff. There was so little footage they had to like loop video in the in the movie. Like in the first movie, there's a Tuscan raid, the Tuscan Raiders in Tatooine, where they attack the droids at the be at, at right at the beginning. There's a scene where the Tuscan Raider puts his staff up above his head and pushes it up now they only filmed him do it once but in the movie he does this that's just Rye. looping video of him <laughs> pushing his arms up I mean it's just the same frames over and over again they said and the guy said that's how tight it was we had no, we couldn't refilm nothing we just had to use those and that wasn't no special effect in them days it was just cut the negative yep, or re- yep. redo it like yeah,
1: make another clip of that same so, thing so you
0: know all, even the Classics. classics Are, um... Probably The Godfather. Things like that, you know, that you... Oh, yeah,
1: there were lots of those in The Godfather. Yeah. I remember lots of looping um, issues.
0: Because that was, you know... I'm not saying the early... The dawn of filmmaking, because it wasn't, but it was the beginning of them learning how to do all that stuff. Before computers.
1: Yeah.
0: But there again, this is a brand new film. Exactly. Still, can't get it right.
1: still got the same problem.
0: <laughs> so, that is, um... The movie State of Play. Thank you to Universal for uh, sending us that one over. I know it was going to be Gladiator this week. But we didn't receive Gladiator for one reason or another. So I thought I'd pull another movie with Russell Crowe in it. And next week, next week's movie is Gladiator? Question mark. Yeah. (laughs) Like, is it or isn't it? No, it should be. Let's just say that. And there is a big controversy going on about Gladiator at the moment on Blu-ray Disc. I'm not getting involved with it because I haven't seen it. Um, if you want to read about the controversy, go to the digital bits, which is... T-H-E-D-I-G-I-T-A-L-B-I-T-S dot com. Holy crap, move. like
1: anybody listened to what all you just move. said.
0: The digital bits dot com. Well, you know how um, to the spell. Then- look on the front page there and they've got the whole deal that guy actually managed to get hold of a copy this week and you'll read about the whole controversy or like.
1: just don't give a shit about it and watch the movie when you get it that would be my point
0: and that would actually that could be a bad move if you're you might want to read that if you're interested in buying this on Tuesday
1: if you're really particular about the look of a movie
0: if you're going to be going paying you $30 on Tuesday that's <laughs> all I'm saying and I I will tell you I will tell you straight up what it's like because it's one of my I really love that movie I'm looking forward to seeing it in high def I'll tell you next week what what the deal is if there is a deal it might not be right correct so um, that is the uh, movie for next week that state of play was the movie for this week contest you can go and enter it at the site to win a copy of Stargate
1: we skipped over recommendations
0: and Movie Recommendations is coming now.
1: Oh, are we just randomly Yeah, because I wanted up? to talk
0: about Russell Croyce. Oh, <laughs> right. So, Movie Recommendations, my two movie recommendations are... First one being my favourite journalism movie. Um, or movie with journalists. I can't think of tons, but... Uh, it's Shattered Glass, um, which stars Hayden Christensen. Speaking of Star Wars. Speaking of Star Wars, this, everything ties together, doesn't it? Uh, and it probably has some bad looping. <laughs> um, Shattered Glass is the tr- oh, this is one thing, before we go into Shattered Glass, state of play, is that a true story? I
1: It was written by a, it's a play written in Britain, so I have no idea.
0: But somebody said in the extras
1: Everything's based re- on truth.
0: Yeah. Just based on the truth as in somebody wrote something that was made up. No, no. <laughs> See that was something yeah, exactly. so somebody, <laughs> if anybody out there can tell me whether this was a true story. Let me know.
1: I would say that it's based on truths of the world. Yeah. How things get covered up and politics happen and all, journalism happens. That kind of truth, I don't doubt at all. In fact, when the I... shady underworld of all
0: yeah, that. Yeah, totally. When yeah. I said the movie was really well put together and it didn't loss, lose me at any point, the only question I had at the very end was, is this a true story? Because mm-hmm. never, it never says based on a true story or anything like that.
1: I'd say by the time I got filtered through to this version
0: yeah exactly because it came from a British thing went to an American yeah so probably not then anyway uh, my first movie is Shattered Glass which is the story of a plagiarist I guess
1: magazine writer
0: yeah journalist who is basically one of the best liars you will ever see right that's no, not to give anything away because I mean yeah. that's the whole premise of the thing I think Hayden Christensen who I do not like he's uh, not impressed me in anything in fact he does in this but nothing else Not <laughs> in Jumper? no, <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: come on <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know he's Darth Vader yeah in number 2 and
0: 3 yeah. episodes
1: 2 and 3
0: he doesn't I mean, impress me in those I Anakin
1: Skywalker and Darth Vader
0: I, 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 I'm not into him anyway but in this movie I am into him because I think he's convincing the entire time
1: yeah, because he's kind of got that Neo slash what's-his-face thing about him. He's not great.
0: Mm-mm.
1: He's very um, wooden, too put together to and wooden, but for that role in Shattered Glass, because he's trying so hard to keep up his facade, it's perfect, just like Neo. It's a
0: great movie. In fact, it's like this movie, whereas it, it's always revealing something, revealing something just enough, and then you're always on your edge of your seat because like he's telling the biggest lies, and you're like... In fact, it's something like Dexter, which I've been mm-hmm. watching. That's the fascination of it. Like, well, is this guy going to get found out or what? Like, I, don't, I can never figure out, you know. I mean, yeah, probably. When the
1: crash it? is going to come.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, that's Shattered Glass, which is really, really good. I, and the other one is I wanted to pick a Russell Crowe movie that I thought of. And, I, you know, obviously Gladiator, but we're going to be reviewing that. So, uh, I chose Body of Lies, which is Ridley Scott's last movie. Uh, Tony Scott's last movie. Which one? It's Tony or Ridley. Ridley. Um, amazing Uh, similar kind of it, es- intrigue um, what you call it, like thriller mm-hmm. you know, uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio yeah, I loved it that, really I really, good. really loved it it was really yeah. good Yeah.
1: and mine are because of the, I don't know why it, it popped in my mind that they came together it's not a similar story or anything but Michael Clayton because for me it was also that sort of like on the tail of something and someone You know, something being discovered and uncovered and the underbelly of, you know, corruption and lies and like like some corporation, like a bulldozer on whatever cause they want to make their own money, they'll kill anyone or do anything to get what they want. And that's why Michael Clayton kind of reminds me of that. And it's really good.
0: And the connection is Tony Gilroy. Is it? Tony Gilroy.
1: Wrote, oh, he wrote the He directed right. Michael Clayton. Well, shit. I don't know if that counts anymore then. it's It's Well, the story for me is that that we are all these sheep walking around letting corporations basically build up enough power to where they are in control of everything and that we're nothing except a money mill for them. Oh, yeah. That's the kind of vibe I get. Uh, Michael
0: Clayton is an excellent movie.
1: It is really good. It's really good. It's got an element of...
0: Tom Wilkinson.
1: Yeah, really good. And my other one is Up Close and Personal, which I know is one one that you really like with Michelle Pfeiffer and Robert Redford, because it's about it's more it's not gritty or anything oh. like that, but it's about a young woman who wants to become a news anchor, and sort of the a different take on that. And I
0: I really liked it. I um
1: I told you when I got it, I watched it on video from the store that I worked in, and whenever the videotapes would have a problem, because I told you I was like I didn't really like it. It seemed a bit weird or something. But I believe now, when I think back, anytime a movie would come and have a bad spot, like if somebody it right. in their car, the lady who owned our store, she had this little setup in her back office where she to would cut them. pieces out, yeah. <laughs> splice it back together, and then just keep so bringing it So there was a whole up. scene missing.
0: something. There oh. had to
1: be. Because it was weird. It was like, what? What? At, where did? How did we get here? from here? And of course, at the time, I was watching four or five movies a day on my days off, and I would kind of not really focus on them. So I never thought about it, but now I think she probably cut out like half of the middle. and then The funny I just thing didn't is, remember
0: back to VHS tapes? Um, I had I had a home splicing kit. You could buy them. Remember, they came no. with the it came with like this, the two sided tape, right? And uh, it came with a pair of like razor blade type scissors, and then you were supposed to. You know, you can't tell what's on the tape. So you cut it and then you cut it, the bad part, and then you splice it together with the tape and then you just get what's left, don't you? So there's no precise... Because you can't see the film. Right, I we're... think
1: she would go through and find parts that were wrinkled or something. Right. Like if somebody got it stuck in their VCR. Put it... She'd pull it out, pull it out, pull it out, pull it out. That's and insane. And then cut it the straight. And
0: off. then rent it <laughs>
1: <laughs> And then keep renting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, like the weird cut down edited version. Oh my god, version.
1: that's so funny!
0: No, I, mean, I, I watched it on. A, it's funny because I watched it on Sky Movies, which is the on-demand channel in Britain. Um, I just got satellite put in my house, and I wa- it was one of the first movies I watched up close and personal. It was on on the on-demand thing, and it just I don't know. It spoke it's spoke to really, me in some way. Really It's really, really overly sappy, sappy. It's and totally it's sappy. really
1: romanticized in ways that you, you know, just like broadcast news. It's just
0: overly. It's very t- of its time.
1: Yeah, very. Yeah. But. It Just gave well, me a little bit good. of, yeah, that someone wanting to get have some credibility in this world of like the journalism, or in her case, it was a newsreader person, and, and
0: that's where it kind of has a parallel to this a little bit, yeah, just a little. That's bit.
1: the only, yeah, 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 yeah. It's not quality like this, but no, 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 no. Yeah, I like Robert Redford and Michelle Pfeiffer, but yeah, so well, those are my recommendations and Enemy of the State, Enemy of the State, <laughs>
0: Enemy Blink 182, yeah, so uh. Games and A schooly stuff. This week I've been playing
1: games and A schooly stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah, I've
0: been playing uh, more of Batman Arkham Asylum, which I wrote down here. It's possibly, I mean, I've not played all the games this year. It's really, really high on my game of the year list. It's only August. It's going to be in the top five. I can tell you now because there's not much. I mean, yeah, I know what's coming and I know what'll be at the top. Gay Tony. Is he coming? The Ballad of Gay Tony. Yeah. Oh well, let hope he's not coming
1: <laughs> oh no, my god why not
0: <laughs> well let hope he is coming
1: yeah. I'm saying is that coming out this year
0: yes in about two months that's uh, the next GTA somebody
1: probably just spit out their coffee when you said that or whatever <laughs> <laughs> somebody's gagging in their car listening so
0: anyway back to Batman Arkham Asylum it's an excellent is it
1: Arkham Asylum Arkham Asylum
0: Arkham it's a place how do you spell that A-R-K-H-A-M
1: okay because I've only ever heard people say it and I'm just not quite I now I get it it's
0: like, the, like a district Arkham <laughs> you know so you've got Arkham Asylum it's awesome superhero game the best one I've played pretty much it's a mixture what it reminds me of gameplay wise and it's really hard to put down because there's a lot to it it's like Splinter Cell because it's a stealth game and that's what Batman is he like hides mm-hmm. in the shadows jumps down and stuff so it's got that there's a detective element to it where you've got to solve these puzzles that the Riddler's left around, which is really cool. You go into this special mode, and then you can see things through his cowl, you know? He has like a, you know, he's the thing yeah. that he wears, is is that like,
1: what Wombat was bitching about? That you spend half your game looking at everything with wireframe or something?
0: It's not wireframe, it's um, Maybe it was a different like a different, different colour, like, it, it adds to a shade to it, but you can see people's skeletons instead of them. You can see through them. Right. It looks cool but but the the game's interesting it's a mixture of stuff there's obviously no shooting so it's not a shooter Batman doesn't use a gun um, thank goodness there's you know bat, Batarang you throw the Batarang you you generally it's, you're not killing people really you're just knocking them unconscious because it is like a PG game um, but it's quite dark the Joker you saw the Joker in it mm-hmm. he's took <laughs> a, dark, a real dark turn in it. and Mark Hamill play, does the voice brilliantly Like you can't I didn't even know it was Mark Hamill until... Star Wars. Another Star Wars <laughs> reference. but um, George I ex- Lucas
1: is raking in the dough, man. Oh, no, probably nothing from that.
0: I can't recommend it highly enough. I think it is excellent. I played it all the way through. There is a bit of a no-no thing at the end, which I said to you, and I got a bit... Um, frustrated. Let not down. frustrated, just like... Aww. There's three bosses in a row at the end. Like, literally within two minutes of each other and these are big bosses that take you 20 minutes to beat it's kind of irritating doesn't need to happen I I would rather have a big chunk of gameplay and then a big just one boss
1: yeah but that's old school man get with the program
0: yeah you don't play games with bosses no I don't it good point yeah and and the way I handle bosses in video games is pretty interesting because I'm not like most people I will play it maybe 10 times because you don't do a boss the first time. That's not going to happen. Because you have to learn it, its pattern and then actually physically do what you're supposed to do. I'll try it ten times and die. And then I will turn it off. Not because I'm frustrated. Just because I know that this happens. Or frustrated. Yeah. I'm British.
1: A right? lot of Americans put an L in there. I'm just saying. But, um... You turn I, it off.
0: I turn it off and then I go away... And then I'll come back the day after, and I'll generally finish it the first time I pick it up. It always happens. I'm not sure what that is. I just get fatigued by it, and then coming back the next day, I'm just fresh. And I, but that's how I deal with bosses. I'll give it ten goes, and if it's not happening, I'll just go away. And it's not. I'm not like ah like that. No, you never no get I'm that. just like okay. I'll do that tomorrow, and then I'll come back and do it. And that's what I did on these three bosses. So the end of the game literally lasted three days. <laughs> but I go to the end and finished it and I rec- I totally recommend it anybody who's got a 360 or a PS3 grab hold of it in fact it was $39 when it it's supposed to be 60 like every other game but I think Walmart selling it for $39 so recommended um, this week's games coming up this week Guitar Hero 5 is the big one Um, I don't know if I'm that excited about it
1: mm-hmm. I'm more
0: excited for next- the week after when Beatles Rock Band comes out because and now
1: you've become miraculously a fan of some Beatles music, which you were not before.
0: I've never all. been a fan of the Beatles. I obviously know every single f- piece of music they've put out just from osmosis. I think everybody, everybody <laughs> it does it. Soak it up. Yeah, um, because I, I, a couple of weeks ago when I knew I know the Beatles rock band's been you know coming out for for a year, but I thought I'll get some Beatles music and listen to it now. So then when I play the game, I'm more familiar with it. Um, uh, and then I, li- I got not the greatest hits. I got the white album and the red album and the blue album, and listened to them, and realized I know every single song. There's, <laughs> there isn't anything new there where I can go. Oh wow, I've never heard that one. None. So, I think we all do. I didn't know it all. You didn't?
1: No, I know. I'd never listened to the Beatles till I went to college, and right. even then I only listened to Sgt. Pepper. I think I think I listened to some of the white album, but by then there was already Best Hits, and that was probably what I was listening to because it was not a Oh, and I just never listened to
0: no. it. And neither did yeah. I, and I'm British. And my brother and sister did And, sisters know, most people and that's ask... where I
1: filtered down most of my music during the 70s and 80s. Well,
0: most people always ask me, oh, do you know the Beatles or whatever? From, But no, I never really listened to them. I mean, the... I just didn't. I listened to The Doors more than anything when I was growing up. I... Americans. You are injected with it. some Americanism. So, um, you know, Beatles Rock Band is not what we're talking about, but that's coming in two weeks. But this week will be uh, Guitar Hero 5... I will let you know next week I feel like
1: that's a dead horse and I don't mean to use that as horrible against horses I but love playing
0: I love playing the physical act of just picking up that guitar and playing a few songs I actually still find it very challenging and fun what about t-
1: Guitar Hero Beatles
0: <laughs> but you're not- doing
1: rock band so
0: Rob band they bought EA bought the yeah. like, rights to all the Beatles stuff. So
1: what I mean is you don't need two games with that same premise, do you?
0: No. Um Guitar Hero Five is a mixture of music. It's um you know, the same thing, it's just five. Right. It's a load of new music, Bob And new Dylan. graphics and stuff. Kind of. <laughs> they really don't change it much from year to year. I mean, yeah, if I probably dug out Guitar Hero 1 now and then looked at 5, it probably does look a lot different, but I don't even really notice. I like
1: the... Dyno, or is that rock band? Dyno. No, that's
0: a Guitar Hero. But I'm always looking at the highway thing. I'm never really looking at the back.
1: Right.
0: And that's one thing. Um, I've seen the Beatles rock band and it looks amazing and they've really gone to some effort to make the backgrounds interesting, but I just...
1: When you're playing, when you playing? You can't I mean, look it'll at be interesting
0: for you. You'll be able to watch some cool. Beatles. Not if I'm
1: singing, because if I'm no. singing, I gotta stare at those words. That's what I'm saying. I, unless I just, know, but even then, even when you know the words, you've got. The, I've got this weird habit of staring straight at every word, like yeah. as if I might not know, which is possibly very true with a lot of Beatles music. I may not actually know the real words.
0: But anyway, Guitar Hero Five is out this Tuesday, the first of September, and then Rock Band: The Beatles is out on the 9th of the 9th. Oh, nine, 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 oh, nine. And that will be the week after. Um, So, you know, at least...
1: That's my niece's birthday, by the way.
0: Well, at least your guitars are... Nine, nine, nine. At least the guitars are going to get some um, people's guitars. (laughs) Now, I don't know about, like, buying them over again, because I've got the guitar from Guitar Hero 3 there. I don't need a new guitar. It's fine. It just, it's wireless. It works. But, you know, this rock rock band The Beatles is $250 in the box. Now, if you've never bought into it before, I guess that's a good way to start because you get everything in the box. But I don't know about them selling it every year like this; it's mm. crazy. Um, other games I've been playing this week before we get onto uh, um, you—you played a game too, but we'll mention that one in a minute. Uh, Metroid Prime Trilogy on the Wii—I've been playing, which is like really awesome. Like I, you know, Metroid games on the new Metroid games on the Wii, well, on the GameCube. They, what they've done is Metroid Prime 1 and Metroid Prime 2 were GameCube games so they've taken those two give them the Wii controls and made them widescreen because all the GameCube games were not widescreen and then they've took the third one which was a Wii only game and put all three of them on one disc now that is awesome because they're like 30 hour games each alright so you're getting a 60 hour massive Metroid adventure if you've not played them already but they're all re-spruced up, you know, and they use the Wii controls, which is brilliant for this kind of game because it's a first-person. Seems person like game. it. Yeah, so all three on one disc, and the for- it's forty-nine ninety-nine, which is pretty amazing because those three games were forty-nine ninety-nine each to begin with, you know. And I'm playing the first one at the moment because I didn't play any of them really. Played them a little bit, but not all. Yeah, I bought
1: it for you. <clears throat> didn't play it.
0: Oh, I did play it for your GameCube. I did. I did play you it. You
1: just said I didn't play it.
0: No, I played it. But not all not all the way through is what right. I'm saying. So now I'm going through it on the Wii and I can definitely tell you the controls are better. Um and it being widescreen's a bonus because like Square Games now yeah. just seems really old fashioned or something. Um and fifty dollars for all three. Can't can't beat it. And then and that's out now, you can buy that one now. And then the other thing I've been looking at is some of the you know the store on the Wii where you go and buy games. Kind of yeah. Wii Wii Store or something, I don't know. But anyway, there's this section of games called WiiWare Games, which are games, smaller games that don't go on disc, that are made specifically for the Wii. And there's this particular small section of them called Art Style Games. Now, there's three of them available, and I've tried two of them. One's called Art Style Cubello, and one's called Art Style Rotohex. Now, they're both like little indie games that fit under this art style umbrella which is like it's kind of like Luminez or mm. something that's kind of cool but a simple idea, you know? And what Rotohex is and I want to play it now is that um, enthralling to me. Do you know what I mean? One mm-hmm. of them. I actually want to go and switch it on now and just play a few rounds of it. It's there's this shape in the middle of the screen and it's 3D. It's like a you know cubes all stuck together that spins around and it's in a weird off shape. Now you've got your Wiimote that you aim at the re- aim at the screen and you can fire colored blocks. Now it tells you which block you're going to be firing next. So say I'm going to I've got a blue block to fire. If on this weird shape there's some blue blocks and I can hit the blue blocks and I hit more than if there's 3 of them together and I hit them they'll fall off the structure so you've got to actually reduce the structure to nothing just the one block in the middle of it. Hmm. While it's moving, it spins in the direction Sounds like like
1: so, 3D Tetris or something. N-
0: n- yes, it's a lot more simple than Tetris, but also really really deep when like you trick Bejeweled and Tetris mixed together with Cubus. Yeah, now <laughs> this this spinning shape so you've got this clip of like uh things that you can fire. So you get 10 of them. Now every time you knock something off it it gives you some more in there but if you're firing them and not knocking anything off eventually you'll run out of them and it's game over now while this is happening the thing that's spinning the big shape it's moving also closer towards you towards the screen so you've got to keep hitting it to knock it back Right, so it's got like a lot of different elements of strategy. It's really fun. You'd like it, I think. It's very simple because it's just like one button.
1: You'd like it. It's mm-hmm. very simple.
0: Yeah, like, thank you very much. Well, I don't think you like really <laughs> comp- You know,
1: so that's that's good. To, good to end that conversation.
0: So that's our style Roto Hex. No, it isn't. That's not our, our style Roto. that's our style Cubello. They cost $5 on the Wii store. Oh, right. Um, Artstyle Roto-Hex is also under the same... It's the same similar kind of art style. And they also have cool music, like techno music, kind of that builds up as you get better. But the Roto-Hex is kind of like Hexic. Mm-hmm. On with my a, Zoom. Yeah, very much like Hexic, but with a twist to it. And it's got the cool Luminez kind of... Vibe Like the mellow music that builds as you get better. And the colours, pulse and stuff. It's not exactly hexic you'd have to see it. But um, they're both excellent. And for $5 each. Um, and you can just download them on your Wii, you know. Use the Wii points, grab them. Something I absolutely had no idea existed. I was just perusing the all the different ones. And I thought, well, you know, these sound interesting. I had a look at a few reviews and people were kind of saying, you know, there are some rubbish things on that Wii store, but these kind of stick out, you know. So I give them a go and uh, I recommend them. Very nice. $10 for both. And, you know, you'll probably get...
1: A few hours of play.
0: A lot of hours. That ro- that um, Cube bello one, there's about 55 levels and I'm on number three and I played it for four hours. So, nice. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's all my stuff for this week.
1: And my stuff is what's for dinner. Can you smell it? Can you smell it? No. It's curry. It's going to be curry with vegetables and some corn, which we uh, because you found it. I didn't ask you why you were looking at cooking videos of curry on YouTube yesterday. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'll send you a link to a video. Sometimes I have this
0: fascination of things, right? And you know what? What I wanted to see on, and I saw a couple on YouTube, people's reactions to trying corn.
1: Oh, corn. Right. quorn. quorn. So there are
0: some videos on there of people going, I've never had this. We're going to cook it and let's see what it tastes like. And there, everybody I've seen do it. And they mostly try the chicken nuggets. Or... Yeah. They're not chicken nuggets. Or they're chicken. Chicken's C-h-i-k-n. chicken.
1: C-H-I-K apostrophe N. Say,
0: and this is no joke, and this is most people try them. look on YouTube. In fact, the reaction I had, it's actually tastes better than a chicken nugget. <laughs> like... This tastes more like a chicken nugget than a chicken nugget. Yeah. So, and that's the most... When I see... I've never seen anybody say it's horrible. They all say, why would I not eat... Why would he eat chicken nuggets if this is less fat? It's oh. more
1: expensive, but...
0: Yeah, but honest... Um, if you've never tried Kwon... If, if
1: you're trying to eat less fat or less
0: meat or whatever your reason is. There's
1: loads of protein. It's mycoprotein. It's a different kind of thing. You Look probably it up don't want to you know,
0: know it. what it is... Because
1: Well, no, if you're going to eat it, look it up. I mm. did. It doesn't bother me. I've eaten hot dogs my whole life. Why do I give a shit what's in mycoprotein? You know what I'm saying? There's quite a it's few not like people, human
0: feces. Quite a few people <laughs> who are allergic to mycoprotein. I read about that last night.
1: Yeah, I think it's debatable what in it is. Because it's got gluten in it as well. So some people could be reacting to that. I mean, you just look it up.
0: Look well, it up. you know the people who are allergic to it. You know what it does to them. What? It gives them diarrhea. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's not
0: anything like they stop breathing no, or no, fall no. over. Yeah. So I've never had any problems with it. it tastes I think really that good. would
1: depend on the circumstance too. If all of a sudden you start stop eating meat and change your diet, and then corn becomes part of it with a lot of vegetables and stuff, you're going to get diarrhea. Because if you start eating lots of vegetables, you're going to get it anyway. So I guess the you never know the circumstance. But I'm a big fan of it, and that's what I'm putting. And that's in my the crazy. reason I
0: was watching corn. Right. Videos
1: <laughs> so a lady was making her own curry dish with corn yeah. uh, pieces in it, and it's not. C-O-R-N. It's Q-U-O-R-N, and I don't know why they call it that. And Never it's remember.
0: pronounced Kwan, because I was yeah. reading it on their site. Not. It's nothing to do with corn. No, I don't know. It's, it's just the a
1: place where it was discovered, maybe, kind of, or something. It in was England. discovered in England. It's English. You said you tried it 20 years ago, it was crap, I and did. now it tastes... They've improved it, and, you know, you can look it up, what's in it, how it's processed, they give you the it's whole not for
0: vegetarian.
1: Thing. Some of it, it... It can be for vegetarians, yes. Vegans, some, vegan. vegan. some of, of it, not very. Some of it is.
0: most of it's got egg in it.
1: Yeah, a little bit of egg white and uh, some other. And then the one thing you showed me, which is the corn with the goat's milk thing or goat cheese, oh, it looks, freaking looks really good. But if I'm not eating meat, why would I want to eat something with milk in it or cheese? You know what I'm saying? Kind of all goes together for me.
0: But for me, I you know I don't have any. Uh, no, a- I'm
1: just saying it's a funny product to put out when you're trying not to. When you're making a meat substitute kind of the thing. The one with goat cheese. To put goat cheese in it. You
0: know? Right, and for me that looks amazing.
1: It did, And I don't eat corn
0: for the reason of uh, I'm, I'm not into eating animals. I eat it because I actually like the taste of it. It's and kind it's
1: of fun. Le- way less fat. And... You know when
0: like... See, here's one thing. When we have a salad and what we used to buy was chicken strips from the store and put them on a salad.
1: Right.
0: Now I actually prefer corn... Chicken oh, they're awesome. Nuggets on my salad to the chicken strips. Because the chicken strips are always greasy and weird. Greasy,
1: yeah. And these just have a lot less fat, and you can just. I just bake them. Up no, with fat. Because
0: any... you bake it. Like, no, they I, have fat. They have a bit, but it's yeah. really. It's mostly protein, and it's good. It's, it's, it's a weird things. thing. It's, it's weird. Look
1: it up, though, if you're interested in. And if you go, like, eh, freaks who don't want to eat meat. I don't
0: give a shit. It's almost like space food.
1: And you said people are assholes, and they. Even when this lady that you were that you sent me her video all she says is oh you can use chicken in this too whatever you want but i'm using this corn blah 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 and then she goes on and makes it It looks awesome and you said people commented like you freaks who don't eat meat and stuff it's like
0: Uh, i I love meat. so um. where does
1: this hostility come from i don't get it it's none of your fucking business what i eat on to the next thing oh and i also made some um roasted asparagus and coconut pudding because i had some coconut milk and I was like, mm. I had opened it and used some of it. What do I do with it? So I just put it in the pan, put in a little bit of almond milk with vanilla in it, put in some cinnamon and some actual coconut, cooked it, put in some cornstarch.
0: Actual mm. coconut? Like you bought a coconut?
1: No, uh, like shredded, oh. unsweetened coconut at the bulk, at the health was food say, store. I say, I like
0: coconut if you bought a coconut. I like the milk from it.
1: You might like this then. Because it's really nice. And it's it. It's the, and I just cooked it, put it in the cornstarch, put it in the bowls. It's chilling now. I'm really looking forward to that. But I also bought you your little cakes that you like. Because I'm a good wife. And then the next thing is, speaking of not eating meat, but when I bought this cookbook, I thought, mm, I'm a little skeptical, but I heard the guy talk on a podcast and thought it sounded really interesting, and I'm reading it as if I'm reading a book. I it mean, is a book. Page by, I mean, a novel or something. Right. <laughs> it is a book. But I'm reading I have a little And now look at the bookmark. What's my bookmark?
0: <laughs> Shitroll toilet
1: paper so that's where i read it but um (laughs) it's really awesome it's called vegan soul kitchen by bryant terry and every recipe it's all vegan recipes which basically is just telling you how to cook some awesome stuff with vegetables and grains and stuff but what i really love about it not just that the recipes sound really accessible really good but then he always tells you, like, what kind of music he feels like goes with preparing this particular thing, and then a little bit of something about and that artist. And really fu- some really... funny, yeah. and he'll also mention, like, pieces of art that kind of puts him in the mood of this dish, or where... And he tells you the history of a lot of these dishes, from mm-hmm. the South, or from Africa, or from, uh, could be in New England.
0: Seems like new a lot England. of wasted space on that page, isn't
1: it? No, no, I love the way the book is laid out. It's actually really functional, um... I love it. Now the photos are a little bit; they're all black and white. On one, then there's a colored section I haven't gotten to yet. But I just really love it. It's called Vegan Soul Kitchen. I got it, it on sale on Amazon. I think it's really. I
0: think it was less than ten dollars, seven dollars something.
1: I think you're right because mm-hmm. I saw it on something one day, and I just had to. And I don't buy very many books. And it's a thick book. Oh yeah, it's like you know, it's got 150 recipes in it, and I'm just telling you. In addition to you wanting to eat burgers and fries, I don't give a shit what you eat. But this is actually like Really good recipes in it Stuff that's like It sounds so delectable So there's a lot of stuff And when I finish it Then I'm gonna start And if we're gonna If we're
0: gonna it. recommend books I'll recommend the last book I read Which is Arcade Mania By Robert Ashcroft Ashcroft
1: And you heard about that on Chippagin
0: Kata- And he's from Kotaku He's one of the writers on Kotaku But it's about the Japanese Arcade scene And it's a real fun book to read It's right That's got a nice layout too Costs substantially more than that one did but it's about $20 but, yeah.
1: yeah but you bought that Amazon yep. and you heard about it on Cadcast didn't you
0: yeah I well I'd heard about. it before that but I just didn't realize you could buy it here I thought it was a Japanese book you know that you had to get from there but yeah it's cool um, and you have Wait, been we playing.
1: have a book recommendation every week
0: I don't, I don't read, read, read that many books <laughs> we'll just do the same books until um, we get new it you've been playing a game this week too
1: I have been playing a game um, it's called Professor Layton and the Diabolical Terrain oh no Box, I think right. is what I call it. And I, I love it. It's a Nintendo course.
0: DS game.
1: It is Nintendo DS, and I use my old DS because I love it the big roundy, gray, silvery one. And I have to wear my glasses to wear play it. I've tried without, and it makes me feel like an old lady.
0: You need I a DS that's the size it. of that monitor. Two of <laughs> yeah, them monitors yeah. that you open up. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> it's fine once I put reading glasses on. Um, It's the same. It's all puzzles and funny little weird stories. The same as what
0: people are saying? Oh, the
1: same as Professor Layton and the Crooked Village. Something like that? That was the first one? Yeah, something
0: like that. It's all
1: puzzles. It's puzzle games. Like, you get a thing where it says, um, here are three characters and they each have their own little outfits on. Someone blindfolds them and rearranges their clothes. And when they take off their blindfolds, each one says this. A says, look, uh, C has all new clothes. And B says, look, A's got my favorite pants and C says whatever then you have to mix and match to figure out how they're what are those rearrange. called
0: aptitude tests or something it's those isn't it if you no, hate those so. things you'll hate the yeah game.
1: it's all it's all that kind of puzzly thing and then there's, there's other ones like you know the little parking game the Java old school where you move the cars around to get your car out there's some of that on there they with, with different the con- awesome. yeah there's a lot of repeat oh. but different context and it's just one of those, each time a new puzzle comes up, you're like, woo, puzzle. You yeah, know, Nintendo. I cheat all the time. I look them up. I don't care. I look up the cheats because I don't want to struggle for hours with the puzzle. Isn't
0: that the fun, though? Solving it. No. It's if
1: I can't get it with the three hints provided to me in the game, all right. Uh, then I will just go. I don't try to breeze through without using all my little hint coins. I use my hint coins, and if I still what can't get it, hint. Backy or something? No, those are pickerats I don't know what those are. I, those are I forget. Them. No, hint coins are different. Oh, right, right. Hint as in H-I-N-T. Like you get a hint. Uh-huh. You spend a coin each time you want to get a hint. And you get three hints per puzzle. And I'll go through my three hints. <laughs> and then when I can't get it, and I just go look up at the walkthrough in there. On IGN, it's absolutely fantastic. Their walkthrough walking You know why? Because the game's brilliant. been out in
0: Japan for over a year. Right.
1: So. It's brilliant. Brilliant walkthrough. Tell you... I just look at the puzzle part. And um, you roamed around the village and on the train and... You've got. I mean, it's just good. It's good. It's fun. Good. Good. Clean fun, as they say.
0: And Nintendo have some interesting little games that you would never think you might even like, but if you try them and you get hooked in some. Yeah, light, I didn't think nice I would
1: stuff. like Layton at all in the beginning. No, because I like. I don't like. I stories said you like and puzzles,
0: and you ended up loving it and finishing yeah. it. The first one.
1: I'll finish this one too, and then my other thing I want to talk about was funny. You came in the kitchen earlier, and I had my. I put together a set of songs that I listen to when I go to the gym. I don't think I work out heavily, because I don't. I do the treadmill, and the elliptical, and the bike, and I don't really count how much time. I just kind of do it, and then I go in the sauna, where the real fun begins with the sweat. But I have this compilation of music, and some of the music is... How would you describe it? Crap. (laughs) And why? It's like, uh, well, you like (laughs) that girl, though. Which? The one who sings, I kissed a girl.
0: Not really. You no, did? I no I don't.
1: No, the one who sings like uh, waking up in Vegas. Or no, whatever. I don't like that. No, I thought you liked it. No, I. hate it. And you don't like. <laughs> was it Get Dolls? The one that I was doing, no, I I to "Be it. Famous," and you like the. You like the other one, girlfriend. Hey, hey, you, you. I could be a girlfriend? You know why? Because
0: it's in Burnout Paradise, and I've heard like, it about a billion times.
1: And you listened to it once, and you said that's got to be the best driving the best song. Th-
0: ever. Yeah, like like in a in a draw way, I was kind of saying it. It's kind of oh.
1: So basically what you're saying is you're a snob and I'm listening to like low common denominator music and Uh enjoying it as if I am sort of like low class. Uh This from a man who every freaking day watches the lowest class possible satellite feed thing ever, which is Howard Stern. Now the fact that you insult my music, which I don't even claim is my music because it's very few and far between that I like these kind of poppy, really poppy moving songs. Very few. Those are like the three main ones. So I'm just pointing out. There's a little hypocrisy here. Because I listen to Howard Stern while you're watching it, and I think, oh my god. Every time he watches this, he must turn his brain off. Because it's ludicrous how <laughs> how like diabolically stupid people you know, must be who really love it. No, no offense, because you love it and you're not stupid, but that's what I think. So we're even.
0: That was pretty good.
1: So I'm... Um, <laughs> So is, hey, hey, you, you just move around. It's not like I sit and go, oh, I really have to listen to this music because it's really classy. I listen to it because it makes me, it that, motivates that's me. That's
0: exactly what I do when I say what you know it's there and I go, oh, this is so highbrow. I love this.
1: I love <laughs> it. <laughs> I think you think it is. And what? I'm just pointing out.
0: And on that note, on that bombshell, <laughs> I want to say uh, thank you for listening to the show. Uh, I want to remind you about our website, com. SidTalk.com and that other one we own (laughs) Twitter.com Oh no we don't We have pages on Twitter.com Twitter.com slash Ascully Twitter.com slash SidTalk Uh, Facebook.com We're on there Xbox Live we're on there As you all know Soon Marketplace You can get the podcast iTunes Music Store also RSS feed Just go to Ascully.com Click on the word podcast Listen to all the podcasts there you can email me at dot aschooler, com. Don't ever email Sid Talk. Have we missed anything there? Don't think so. That is the whole lot. Um, I think
1: we should start a week adding a YouTube recommendation. Because I like Katie. Hmm? Katie. Katie blog. k eight zero blog. She's awesome. And I really would funny. say,
0: if I was going to give one of those for this week, I would say Zombie Matt. Oh yeah, it's good. Who I don't believe is called Zombie Matt on YouTube. It's called The DVD Update.
1: Correct. Okay. The DVD Update and Katie blog which is k80blog yes and Um, you can also look her up under what's that called she does like a weekly movie podcast yeah
0: that's the rough cuts
1: the rough cuts okay she'll be in there on Thursdays so those are my YouTube Um, and I say think for yourself everybody or somebody's going to do it for you like somebody who thinks they love Howard Stern Uh. and
0: and I say stay classy Russell Crowe and hopefully next week we are watching gladiator